Welcome to Fridge Buzz with the Fair Twins. For all things minutia, what do we do on Fridge Buzz? We dissect the smallest of subjects. Nope. <laughs> if you want small talk or if um, no subject too small, we talk about it all, I guess. It's a sunny, beautiful blue sky day. A sunny Friday provides so much optimism for the weekend. Yes. It's like the best day of the week when it's sunny because you're like, so much can happen. I'm going to have the best weekend of my life yep. this weekend. The possibilities do feel somewhat endless. They do. And then you realize that there's a pandemic and that you can't do anything and actually everybody scares you. Right. Would you be able to do anything had there not, if there wasn't a pandemic, you know, having three small kids? I mean, what are you going to do anyway? Me and Courtney were at Superstore the other day. That was our outing. That That is usually my outing. It was my big shop. You were just kind of tagging along. And we heard this. How desperate is that? Yeah, that's that's very, that's that's very, very desperate. But I got to say, I kind of like my Superstore shop. My favorite section now is the homeware. So all yeah. the cookware and the plate. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I always get stopped right at the entrance with all those sparkly, cheap earrings. Oh, yeah. Even though the selection never changes, I always take a look. Our our friend Christina says I'm like a crow with sparkly stuff. Yeah, you are. I always have to look. Yeah. Anyways, so we were there and what we what did we witness? We witnessed a mom having a breakdown. Well, yeah, sometimes at Superstore you get a bunch of characters and it can be entertaining. But this one was almost, we almost felt sad. Oh, no, I fully felt, I carried that the rest of the day. So it's this young mom. She's got two young kids. I don't know, maybe four and two around those ages. And she's just, no, it was, she's yeah, losing yeah. her mind. Like they're not listening. She's overwhelmed. She's being very loud, mm-hmm. kind of schooling them to the point where we were one aisle over at one point. Because you end up kind of going down the aisle with like a crew, like a, the same people, like you keep crossing paths. Yeah, you're on the same superstore yeah. journey. Yeah, you're on the same journey. Anyway, she happened to be an aisle over at this point and we could hear her screaming at her, ki- at her kids and you just felt bad. I think we understood where she was coming from. Like being that overwhelmed, doing that errand with the kids, they're not listening. You got a mask on. You're no, trying to get them the out thing. of people's way. Let me set the, 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 the stage a little more. She looked very frazzled. Yeah. Her hair was a fright her outfit looked like she literally just got out of bed and slipped on shoes and and this isn't to judge her this is just to set the scene like she's having a day yeah she was extraordinarily loud I say that to just to set the scene of you couldn't not pay attention because it was that loud yeah and the funny thing is we recognized her from childhood right when from our old church when we used to have to go to church when we were kids isn't that weird we used to have to go to church I know to think about going to church now I know like no no I know I know mom and dad said when we turned 18 we could decide and all four of us decided nope yeah, Not going. I know. Well, that's a whole other story. That's for another podcast. But the point is I recognize her, right? So all, so my interest is peaked because I recognize her. Don't know who her name, don't know who she is. I just remember seeing her as a kid. And tighten it up. In the checkout line, she's a couple checkouts over. I, I couldn't help but be totally enthralled in her situation because she just kept losing it. And her kids were touching things and, you know, there's a pandemic. So that's all, everything's a big worry. And the, and the heat at the checkout anyways, regardless. Yeah. yeah, baseline, you start sweating. Pre-pandemic, I mean, we, I could go on and on, but think about all the encroachment that used to happen. Yeah. That when nobody gave space and just trying to pack those groceries. I mean, anybody on any day is getting stressed out by that. At least I was. 
Cody probably not so much. Cody just he's laissez faire. Just, just doesn't feel. Chill. It doesn't penetrate him. Yeah, he doesn't feel the heat. I do. from the stranger waiting to beg there. No, and stuff. I and and even now with the pandemic, like they, I think that's normal to feel the heat. No, I think you it's feel normal. the heat. You feel it. You feel it. Like we all have to be professionals at bagging groceries, and that that's fine. And, and you then know, you always end up putting all like the jars and cans in one bag, I and know. you know you're like that's gonna be hell. Yeah, to carry up to the house. I have to say, I'm pretty fast. Okay, I I, I believe you. I, I panic though. Yeah, you panic more than me. I'm pretty fast. I I feel the heat when I'm pulling up to the aisle that I'm finally gonna go in. I uh I don't pull my buggy all the way in. I don't want it to seem like mine's gonna be quick. I want them to see the amount yes. that's in my buggy yes. as to say to the next person, keep going. Don't courteous. Don't line up behind me. Yes. This is gonna take a while. Yes. Um. So at the, I'm already trying to set that up, but yeah, once it gets to the other part of the conveyor belt, I'm uh, I'm I think I'm pretty quick. Here's a question for you, because I was just there with Sean, my husband. He just wanted to start putting stuff on the conveyor belt. I've been to the grocery store, and sometimes you do that. And I said, no, no, no. With COVID protocol last year, you had to wait until they sanitized and they told you. But my point is, I believe that polite society is to ask, may I put, may I start unloading my groceries or you wait for them to cue you? Yeah. So I wait. So I had to tell Sean, no, no, we wait. And then they cued us. It also ensures that you don't encroach on the person ahead of you. Yeah. Encroachment. Don't you hate uh, encroachment? I got a real beef with encroachment. Yes. When I'm, when I have to go back to the interact machine and someone's already right there. Yes. That's encroachment. Yeah. Back off. It's um crazy that that happens. It's yeah. It's, I mean, before the pandemic, I have stories of being a superstore. Someone rammed their shopping cart into my feet. They were that close yeah. in the line. Yeah. So anyways, that's my, happened to my mother-in-law in Costco. Yeah. It's crazy. People, people are nuts. Can I just say Costco when, pe- pe- when we went there this last weekend, something happens to normal law abiding citizens, like normal Normal folks, as soon as they turn right into that parking lot, they change, mm-hmm. myself included. Mm-hmm. Something happens. Anxiety goes up. Uh, stranger hate goes up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the Wild West. It, it is save yourself mentality. Yeah. Anyway, so we, we got all our stuff. We It was pretty quick. I was impressed by how quick we got through the aisles. But yeah, we lined up at the back of the store, basically. You could hear everybody walking by you complaining about the same thing that I was complaining about. Look how busy it is. Oh my God, it's so busy in here. Why mm-hmm. is everybody here? And I, I'm that person. I'm there. This is what I notice about Costco's parking lot. First of all, I will never park close. I'm not going to search for the close parking spot. I want the furthest one. Also, people walk in the middle of the road in the parking lot there. If you can make it alive from your car to the front entrance, of Costco, you've already succeeded. Yeah. Success. One obstacle done. One obstacle. Like It is so scary in that parking lot. What I noticed is the lineup for the Costco gas was weaving in and out of the parking lot lanes. We, we had to break up traffic to just back out to leave Costco. Mm-hmm. How much cheaper is Costco gas that you'll spend your morning waiting in line to get gas? I'm asking you, do you know? I, I don't know. It would never cross my mind to do that. The reason I avoid that is because I don't like people and people are the worst. You avoid what? Costco? No, no. 
no, the... big lineups. Oh, big lineups. I, I didn't like it. Car. I didn't like it before the pandemic. Yeah, but I, you know how I am. I like to go where nobody's watching me because if, the, if there's any heat on me, yeah. I start to act ridiculous. I am the person acting weird. Yes. Something, ha- like something, something happens yes. chemically. Costco folk yes. are different. So like, remember my Costco story? I acted weird. And so my point is I've learned it's best for me to just remove myself from those situations because I'm the person somebody's going to be complaining about. You, I'll tell you one thing. I hope there's never a natural disaster while I'm in Costco because there's not a chance I'm surviving it. Yeah. Grim. What is the best comeback you've ever heard? The first thing that popped into my mind was from the Big Lebowski when he's like, well, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah. That's, that's good. You know good. what the first thing? It's kind of evergreen. Yeah. Do you know you liked that you got to use that word? I can tell. I always think of dad's comeback when someone's acting ridiculous. Dad used to say, yeah, I was like that too when I had my first beer. Yeah. I've heard dad say that. Yeah. That's pretty good. And I, I always think that's probably one of the best comebacks I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, and then second to that is from oh, Almost, almost famous. famous when he's like, good luck on your long journey to the middle. Yeah, that one's really good. That's epic. That one is so good. I don't know if you can top that. That might be number one. I think that on might be number one. On your long journey to the middle. Yeah, I think that's probably the best comeback I've ever <laughs> that heard. That is really good. That's just yeah. like your opinion, man. That's just like your opinion, man. Yeah, that's better. You did a better Jeff Bridges than I did. This aggression will not stand. <laughs> when he writes a check... <laughs> For like 50 cents for his milk, you know, for his yeah. white, white, white. Oh, I've got I can't a say that. Here. White you, Russian. White. That's really Russian. hard for our R's. White Russian. White Russian. White Russian. White Russian. White Russian. White Russian. Can you say rule, juror? Rule. Rule is so hard. Rule. Rural. Rory is a rural juror. Rural? Rural. I can't do it. It's so hard. Hold on. My, my brain hurts. Yeah. Rural juror. Here's a word that's hard for me always. Request. I always go request. Yeah, yeah. Request. So hard. Yeah. Absolutely fascinating no, stuff. Riveting. Riveting stuff. Fridge buzz. When we were DJing for a while years ago, we do weddings and things and DJ we, parties. We've done a lot of things. There's a lot of different the, things. The question's more is what haven't we done? What haven't we done? Um, we are not afraid to start something and we sure are not afraid to quit it. No, probably will. I'll guarantee you I'll quit it at some point. I, you know, I, I think Bit it's of a quitter point. over here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like, but you know what? Not afraid to start, not afraid to quit. Yeah. At least we try, I guess. We like to try. Um, we, we give it a valiant effort. Yes, we do. Yes. So uh, like you were saying, we did DJ. I don't know if you can call it DJing as much as- We called it- You know, manicuring a playlist that got played. Yes. But we brought the equipment and set it up. Yeah. We called it party right. Because we'll show you how to party right. Yeah, a dance step in the right direction. Oh, yeah. That was our, lo- our and slogan. And we had business cards and everything made that up. That was our slogan. We did a, a few weddings. We Like we should say, we've, we've actually been the house band for a few weddings. Yeah. And DJed a few weddings. Yeah. Party right music services. A dance step in the right direction. That 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 was our slogan for that business. We've got like a few businesses. Yeah. And then we had fair music. Well, that that was the longest standing one. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's shut down. Yeah. You know, it was uh, it was really more of um, it was really more of a volunteer based company. It was more of an internship. And what, what we were interns? because we, no no because we never got paid. Well, uh, <laughs> no, it was volunteer. Fair music went bankrupt a long time our ago. Our band really volunteered for about. Well, 10 you know, years. you start out playing music, and everyone wants to pay you 
you an exposure. Although yeah. there'll, be, there'll be some people there. Yeah. Oh, okay. We've worn a few hats and the newest one is this podcast. Yeah, I know. Uh, we podcast now. Yep. Yeah. So, and uh, before that we did YouTube. I wonder and, what uh, the next thing will be. I, mean, I don't who knows? know. Like whatever comes out next, we're going to do it. Yeah. We're going to try it. Yeah. We'll probably try it a few times. What do you think is the appropriate amount of times to ask somebody to repeat something? I'm going to go with two. So this is an actual problem for me because I have I've have some hearing loss in my right ear. And oftentimes in a setting such as outside traffic noise, I can't totally always hear what someone says if they're kind of a low talker. Yeah. So I'll say pardon. And then I have one more opportunity if yeah. I still didn't hear it. Exactly. I'll say, what's that? And if I didn't hear it on that second request, then it's over. So my point is, yeah, two two times. Two times. Is- Same if you don't know someone's name and they like, what's your name? And they tell you, you didn't hear it. You go, what's that? And they tell you, that's it. I know. So two, two times. And what, what, isn't that so strange? Why is it only two? Why, why, why are we programmed to just go with it after with whatever we think they I think said? You, Instead of saying, you know what? I, I can't hear you. I didn't catch it. Yeah. I, isn't it so weird? That- I think it takes some courage a little bit to, to go for that third attempt to be like, you know mm. what, man? I still didn't hear you. I, I definitely like to work on, on that. You know, uh, that's a, that's a self goal is to, to have the courage to say, you know what? I didn't catch that I, again. I think in polite society, like the unwritten rule is that, um, you had some trouble you, with that unwritten rule. Un- I, I know. Witten rule. I think you, you tend to think it's rude if you keep asking like, oh, it's rude of me to keep asking. They've repeated it. Because you're it. somehow insulting them. Like yeah. they aren't, they're doing something wrong and you can't hear it. Yeah. And by asking again, you're pointing it out. You know, the people like acquaintances that you talk to that are just low talkers, you just know, oh, they're walking up to you and you go, I'm not gonna be able to hear this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a really frustrating situation for me. And I've done it where I just, I didn't hear what they said and I'll go, ah, uh-huh, yeah. And they then know I'll, it. Cause they kind of look confused and I'll walk away and maybe I can start to piece together what they said. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll start thinking about it and I go, oh, that made no sense my reaction mm-hmm. what I just said made no sense yeah and you get sort of embarrassed I know so why de- definitely but but isn't it so then why don't we have the guts to just be like on the third time you know what I really I can't hear you um for you I would tell you I would get mad yeah but yeah I just think I can't hear you I don't even know if this has ever happened to you but I know it's happened to one of your friends where you get you, you you're texting someone but it's the wrong number but you haven't clued into that yet you're texting a number that you think is your friend it's it's a case of mistaken identity through text okay and um this happened recently it was right after the um restrictions got lifted so that you could have you could hang outside with up to 10 people i had a small hunch i might have the wrong number of a friend okay because one year prior i had reached out to this friend and and uh, the response i got back was a little sideways but I just figured she's busy. So I didn't think much of it. And then when we were planning to just get together with a few girlfriends, right? Remember that? In our backyard. I sent this friend a text. It was a pretty lengthy, you know, invitation just to just, you know, giving all the details or whatever. I got the text I received back. Again, my first thought was it was a little sideways. So I thought something was up. And so anyways, I'd like to just read through text stream. It's not too long. And, you know, what I, the point I'm trying to make here is there's there's an appropriate societal way to deal with this and then there's just the rude asshole way am I right yes you're like, right I got someone's like you know what I'm gonna be a prick today right this is the response I got from the unknown sender 
sorry, not with COVID. Hope you guys wear masks. And I thought, that's weird. Why, why, is, she, why is she being so mean? Why is she being so rude? That, that seems it's off. It's a little abrupt, I guess, if it's your friend. Yeah, not to mention the fact that, remember, the rules had just been released that you could, in fact, safely hang out uh, outside. So I text back and I say, this isn't my friend, is it? And they write back, smart cookie. When you get in touch with her, tell her to update her friends and family. I'm sick of this. And so I say... So that's the tone in which you heard it when you read it. That's the tone I I heard. Tone can get lost in in text. This is how I read it though, right? Keep in mind, I think this is my friend. Right. So it's calling someone a smart cookie. It's it's, it's derogatory. No, it's the word isn't derogatory. It's um, patronizing. Antagonizing. Um, Whatever kind of ising. It's an ising. It's an ising. It's some kind of an ising. It's, It's one of the isings. Yeah. So I say, well, things could be worse for you. You could have COVID. Take care with an exclamation mark. Okay. Yeah. And then they say, LOL, take a hike. That wasn't necessary. And I say, blessing stranger with a rock on hand. And they say, stop texting me (laughs) with a thumbs up. And that really concludes our text stream. But the point I'm saying is, wouldn't it not have been appropriate as I see it, as perhaps society sees it, after the first initial text message I sent to say, sorry, you've got the wrong number. It would have ended it right there, right? Yeah. It's a little bit prickish. If you ask me, maybe they had a sense of humor a year ago, but now they're just done. Yes. They're absolutely done. But if it was happening to me, I would have more fun with it. Yeah, I, I, I reacted too quickly. I could have come up with more genius stuff for sure. Yeah. But, but here's my, my question. You know, we live in a society. And, and the, the unwritten rule to say there is, oh, you've got the wrong number. Right. When if someone wanna... calls the wrong number, do you go along with it or do you, do you put that person out of their misery? You've got the wrong number. So because they didn't do that and I was on to them at this point, that's why I was kind of having fun with it. Because I was like, clearly this person enjoys it to some extent. Otherwise, you would cut it off by telling the person they're texting the wrong person. Sometimes I just think, why is everybody so cranky to strangers? Yeah, well, COVID makes you cranky. COVID crank. It is COVID crank. That's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. You know what? Let's start a hashtag movement. COVID COVID crank. crank. Our sister Carly told us something funny the other day over text. She goes, yeah, COVID has has its own menstrual cycle. And I thought that was hilarious. I'll wake up sometimes, you know, especially on a nice sunny day where like anything's possible. That's how you feel after your first cup of coffee, right? Yeah. Um, I'll still be slightly grumpy and I'll wonder why. Why am I grumpy? Like things are good. It must be the COVID COVID crank. crank. COVID crank. It's a thing. Fridge buzz. Here's a story. So (laughs) I'm in high school, grade nine. I'll never forget this. One of the projects, I don't know what class it was in, but you had to do like a poster board of um, venereal diseases. And I got herpes. Turns out the day I have to present it, I have a cold sore you on my lip. Simplex. I had herpes simplex. Try explaining that to a class of grade niners how it's different. That's good, Kat. So I'm up in the front of the class with a herpes big cold sore on my top lip. And these were in grade nine, like in high school. I don't know if it was hormones. Like these things were massive, like gargantuan cold sores. And um, we hadn't <laughs> discovered Valtrex at that point. Here's a fact for you. Herpes simplex is it's on different. your mouth. It's different. It's different. It's different. It's, okay. It's different. Um, you can take the same pills for it. You can take the same pills. But it's different. Yeah, but it's different. So I'm in the front of this class describing what herpes is on people and like trying not to look at them. Yeah. Oh man, I can no, put no, you just there. you just don't even you scratch the poster and you go, you know what, kids? And you take a magnifying glass and you say herpes in the flesh. Yeah, no, you you go, it's herpes, but this is different. <laughs> 
you get chosen to do herpes and you have herpes. Simplex. Simplex. it's different. A lesson in humility for sure. I mean, you can't write that better. That scar will never fade. Fridge buzz. That's not useless. Yeah. We're making ourselves look like idiots.